Welcome to the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Join me for conversations about how to advocate for our kids in a one-size-fits-all world. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Welcome back to another episode of Mothers of Misfits. I'm always glad that you're here to join us. And I get to introduce you today to a friend of mine. Katie Yakich is a free-spirited mom who's come to the conclusion that the world is just too serious these days. She and her husband pulled the plug on The Norm this year, and they are designing a life a little outside the lines. Together, they're leading their two grade school boys, DJ and Calvin, on a journey of learning through experiences and travel, or what she refers to as road schooling. Katie, thank you for coming on. Thank you, Emily. My pleasure. I'm so happy to be here, and I'm honored that you've asked me to have this conversation with you today. Yes, I know we're going to have a blast because when Katie's in the room, either literally or virtually, it's always a blast. And it's a joy to have her as a friend for a couple years now. But I've gotten to watch Katie go on this journey very literally because I'm going to have you share with us your decision to do things differently the last year. And I love having her on my Facebook feed because I get to vicariously live through you and all these amazing places you get to go visit. But first things first, Katie, tell us, why did you and your husband decide to homeschool this year? The last couple of years have really put us in a kind of a backward state. And, you know, you're kind of just analyzing your life and all the ways and the kids did go to regular school at, um, the year before, and they did great. But after the last couple of months, and it was really hard for me to make that decision, but I was just sick of the roles, sick of the roles. I'm sick of the politics in the schools. I was just sick of fundraising for the PTA, you know, like all of that stuff. And I just decided, you know, life is crazy right now. Let's be crazy and let's just do what we want and just live our lives to the fullest and just take a year off and just see how this goes. And so far, so good. I made that decision last at the very end. And I said to my husband, let's just do a couple of weeks. Let's just try like maybe two weeks to see if we can actually do this homeschool thing. Are we going to actually be able to, to do this? Um, and the middle of August, we did our little first test run and it was good. It was like August 29th that I finally just, okay, I'm doing this. And I said, I'm the paperwork and we're just kind of like playing it all by ear and just going as we go. And hoping for the best and primarily is having fun because I think when you are having fun, your kids are going to learn. It's the only way they're going to learn their best is when they're enjoying it and having a good time. And I just didn't see that them getting that out of the day of school right now. And yeah. I admire that you had the guts to say, seize the day, right? I mean, you're so right that COVID has caused every person to reanalyze life in some form. And it's been really hard for some folks and others of us see the opportunity in that. And I, I think a lot of us wish we had the guts to do what you did and you did it, which is amazing. And I'm so glad you're sharing that with us today. So tell us, what is this concept of road schooling? I love to travel. So any like opportunity for us to get out and about, we take it. Um, we have a history of every summer we do a long road trip. We're trying to hit all the 50 states before the kids graduate high school. And like when I say 50 states, I don't mean like, oh, we pass through Texas to get to blah, blah, blah. Like we want to really experience the country. We're up to like 
10 or 12 so far, but wow, being able to be on the road during the weeks and like not have to worry about the school schedule and all of that stuff. We just got back, like you were saying, from a trip to upstate New York, where we just got to really experience a lot of things. And the way, you know, you learn so much. We learned about geography, for example, because we were like, oh, here's the five Great Lakes, you know, we've been to now all five of them and look at how the St. Lawrence Seaway connects and, the, you know, all that stuff and the wildlife and the castles and just so many things. Speaking of wildlife, you told me before we started recording that you had a really, actually your son had a really once in a lifetime sighting. So who did you spot? Or I said, maybe I should say, what did you spot on a walk one day? Yes, we were up in uh, the Thousand Islands area of New York, and we took just this random nature preserve hike. Um, and just we're walking along, not really expecting to see much. We've like seen some bullfrog or some like frogs jumping around. We see some birds, and my youngest Calvin, he's eight. He's such a joy. He screams so loud. He's like, "Mom, a porcupine!" I'm like, "Yeah, right. There's not a porcupine. Those things don't come out in the daytime." But sure enough, it was a porcupine off to the side. Uh, we were like two feet away from it. It was hilarious. And then it was funny. And this, it always works out this way where we experience this thing. And then like the next day or a week later, like full circle again. So it's funny. We were on our travels. We went into the Adirondacks the following day and we came up upon this really cool, um, it's almost like a zoo. It's like a, the zoo of the Adirondacks. So it's called the, the Wild Center. And there don't you know, a porcupine was being presented that day. So we got the opportunity to like talk to the naturalist about, you know, the porcupine and uh, learned a lot of really interesting details about the porcupine. Did you know that a group of porcupine is called a prickle? No. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> now I can win in trivial I, pursuit. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so it sounds to me like your approach to road schooling actually creates this mindset of constantly looking for the learning opportunity, whereas traditional schooling, which is right for a lot of folks, so I don't think it's one's better than the other, one's right or wrong, they're just different, but it's really easy to get in the mode of going to school and that's where you learn and you come home from school and you shut down or stop that part of your brain. Whereas I love hearing that everywhere you go, everything you do, it's a learning opportunity. It's a discovery and exploration. Have you seen that switch in you, your husband, and your kids? Absolutely. And like I said, we've been doing this for summers on end. So I feel like every time we do go out and, and take trips that we try to really soak it all in. Um, but yeah, you know, in the last couple of weeks, I mean, I can't believe it's been six or seven weeks already of the school year. I really feel like we've, we're better connected as a family. It's noticed that more so than anything is um, just the closeness that we have had. You know, it's not easy every day, of course, like we're together all the time, but um, <laughs> to really work things out together and um, I just feel like we're really becoming a, a much closer family because of all this. And we're just getting started. <laughs> yeah. And I want to hear about what's on the docket to come. But first, I'm curious to hear from you about your friends and family and their reaction when you said, hey, we're pulling the plug on public schooling this year. 
we're going to get in the car and have this experiential learning. What kind of reactions did you get? That's a great question. I was a little nervous about that, but I do my best to not care about what anybody else thinks. (laughs) I got overwhelming support from our parents, both sides. I got um, curious, like, are you sure? Because my friends know me and I'm like real not structured. I'm super lax. I don't like schedules. I don't like having to have appointments and being, I don't like having a real job type of stuff. (laughs) Um, So they're like, are you sure? That doesn't sound like something you could handle. Um, Now I do have several teacher friends who I knew that they were being nice on the outside, but I know they're going to go home and say, oh my gosh, guess what she said, blah, blah, blah. You know, and you know, you think about it, the homeschool population has doubled in the last year. So I don't think that it's totally crazy. And you would not believe the community that's out there and the resources that are out there now for homeschool kids and groups and outings. And, you know, I'm, I'm involved in this park play date. We meet up every Thursday. There was probably like 50 kids the first time I went. I could not believe that Wiltshire Park on Thursday mornings. And you wouldn't believe that the number of kids from all ages, even into high school, who are there. So I really think that this is becoming quite a revolution. And um, I don't know. I don't think we're as it's not as crazy anymore to say I'm homeschooling like it maybe was a couple of years ago, you know? I do know because you didn't set out to be a homeschool mom. This wasn't something that you had, I don't believe, seriously considered several years back or you, you clearly started in the public school system and life just changed radically. And as I said before, I think there's opportunity in that, even though there's also been hardship and Obviously, a lot of families are taking advantage of that and deciding to do things differently. I think we all had to take a long, hard look at the status quo yeah. and whether or not it's working for our families and just take this opportunity, especially with remote work. And let's talk about that because there might be folks listening saying, okay, how are they doing this, right? Because you and your husband uh, are clearly going on these trips. So how are you making that work with work and family and all these other obligations that life has for us? Sure. I have my own business. I have grown a network marketing business for a couple of years now, and I'm kind of more of like a hobby. So I I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself as like, I work. I'm taking this on as the kids are my job right now. Um, I still have some stuff going on in the background, which I make time for, but you know, a daily basis, we might do homeschool for maybe three to four hours. So there is time to fit it in. Um, in terms of traveling, my husband, not trying to brag, we have like best schedule. <laughs> Emily, I know you know this, but for your um, listeners, my husband's a city fireman for a city of Pittsburgh and there are schedule. Um, don't be jealous or don't like <laughs> work a 24 hour shift. And then they have three days off. So they work like two days a week split up. Um, and you know, he has his vacation time. So whenever we want to do a trip, he basically has to take one or two days off and he's got a week and a half. And then they are allowed to like buddy and and switch shifts and stuff like that. So we are very blessed in that respect. Um, I'm also blessed knowing that he can help me during the day with the schooling and the learning. Uh, we found that me helping 
Calvin, my youngest, is a little bit more productive than Dan helping him and vice versa with my older kid. Yeah. And that was one of the uh, deciding factors for like, hey, I have Dan at home at least. <laughs> we can kind of together. Um, not to discourage people who don't have that second parent around all the time. And keep in mind too, like when you're homeschooling, it doesn't have to be Monday through Friday, you know, nine to three. Like it can be any time. Um, I know people who do their a school day on the weekends and that's fine too, or do a couple hours here and there. It's not like uh, it has to be a strict thing. What's coming up for you on your travels this year? Ooh, that's a good question. For the plan, I'm asking the self-declared non-planner what your plans are, <laughs> but do you have at least the states or the monuments or some sort of big hitters on your list? Yeah, we're doing Smoky Mountains for when the leaves change mm. in a couple oh. weeks. Um, so it was funny because when we were just in the Adirondacks, they were like prime. They're gorgeous. But keep in mind, you know, going north. now, And now we, we have a plan to go south to Tennessee for uh, six days. We're going to be down there um, going to Dollywood and doing some nature hikes and stuff like that. And then we are booking Colonial Williamsburg for over Thanksgiving. So I'm excited about. How involved are the boys in deciding where you go? Zero. <laughs> ah, so I didn't expect that. Okay. So then what was behind your decision of surprising them, I guess you could say, with where you go? Oh, I talk about it. But in the end, it's where mom and dad want to vacation to next. <laughs> now they have a say. You have a say, but we get the final say. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. And you have to manage all the logistics. So I think that's more than fair. Yeah. If it was up to them, we'd be, our next trip would be Hawaii. And that's, sorry, can't do that one. <laughs> but it's part of the 50. So eventually before they graduate, you'll make it there. Or maybe that could be their graduation present. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Or at least for you want to call this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Count me in. I'll be in the, I'll be in the Yakit to homeschool crew. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. So what's the impact that you see, you know, you're watching your boys now go through this experiential learning approach. And do you see a difference in their outcomes in schooling and just interest in schooling? <sighs> Yeah, you know, they give me a hard time day to day. They'd rather be on a trip. I mean, we do, we homeschool. We have um, some curriculum that, you know, we've picked out. So they do their math every day, which, you know, nobody wants to do math. Well, but it's when we get into topics that excite them, you can really tell. And so it's fun to homeschool because we really get to go off on tangents where you might not be able to do that at, at regular you know, brick and mortar. I'm going to give you an example. We, what were we talking about? Okay. So we read like a Tuttle twin book and they were talking about um, where a pencil is made and how you have to get the pencil from all over the world. And it, it brought up a discussion of like, okay, how does this stuff get here? We got ended up on a tangent talking about cargo ships and DJ, my oldest was like, well, I want to see one of those. How big is it? You know? And I was like, well, shoot, let's just go on YouTube. We found this video of 
uh, a tour of a cargo ship and we learn about, and then we track the path of, okay, it comes from Indonesia. Where does it land? Like, where does it come? Where's the port at? And all that stuff. So there's the geography, right? And, you know, what kind of truck do they use to get the container off of the, and all that stuff. So that right there, small incident of just going on tangents and be able to, and like sparking an interest and pursuing that interest. And they will never forget that because they're interested and they want to know about it. And it's fun and exciting for them. What are your plans long-term? Are you taking this year by year? Are you committed? You're all in to road schooling through high school. What's your thought? gonna say we probably year to year at this point in time I'm only two months in for goodness sakes Emily I don't know <laughs> I know I'm making you make these long-term commitments now on the record <laughs> too <laughs> yeah I'm just curious when you talk with your husband is this is this like the next several years is this hey let's just do this year it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity yeah you know, where do those conversations go I see us going for a bit. I mean, maybe once they get to high school, because, you know, I do worry about the social aspect. Um, Although, gosh, like I said, there's all these different groups. So we're involved in what's called Home Away from Homeschool. And it's like this, um, it's like a rec center and it's all homeschool families and there's all these kids. So we went today to, um, it was a financial course. So some woman from Dollar Bank came and they were talking about finances and all that stuff. And saving and budgeting and oh my gosh uh, that's so cool you know for my mm-hmm. fifth grader to learn about money maybe they can maybe not ask for as much things for their birthday this year <laughs> be a perk <laughs> they are meeting all these friends and I mean to say oh I shouldn't homeschool because my kids won't get the social that's not true because they they are they're out in the public and with parents and little kids and older kids. And there really are, they're actually probably better off than being stuck in a classroom with the 20 same people of the same age and one teacher the whole time. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that's like an excuse in my head, but I kind of would want them to have that high school experience, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. No one saw COVID coming and who knows what the world's going to be three, five, 10 years from now. And, you know, we could be dealing with totally different circumstances and new things might be available that were never available to us before. So I can appreciate that now more than ever, it actually feels just hard to think too far ahead. So I love your sort of say lovey, you know, carpe diem attitude in life. And I've always admired that about you. So I want to end on this, Katie, for those that are listening and they, are thinking that sounds amazing, but to be real, I can't live that, right? We are just not in a position to do homeschooling or road schooling all the time. What's one little thing that you advise them to do to just kind of dip their toe in the water of this road schooling lifestyle? Take the summer and do what do what I did and try it out and just to give yourself two weeks and see how it goes. I mean, feel that tug that you should explore it and the tug is there for a reason. And don't think about what the worst thing that could happen. Think about what's the best thing that could happen. And just remember that tomorrow is never promised. And if you feel like there's more to life, then heck, there probably is, right? Yes, I feel like we could make so many 
t-shirts or signs or literally you have so many good sayings <laughs> out of this. I love it. I'll just follow you around and write down all the cool things that you say. But Katie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for inspiring us to think outside the box in our lives, in our traveling, in our schooling, and just really sparking that fire of adventure in us all. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a friend too. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We also invite you to visit us at mothersofmisfits.com.